Welcome to yet another edition of An Artifactual Journey. I'm your host, Philip J. Merrill, and today we have a special, special, special guest by the name of Royston Scott, and I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about who he is and what great stuff he's done around the world, and specifically with regard to Madam Sarah Spencer Washington. Take it away, my friend. Hello, my name is Royston Scott. I am a graduate of New York University's Tisch School of the Arts. And I have formed a film production company called Real Cheap Film because I make these films on the dime, as it were. <laughs> and as of late, I have uh, completed a documentary on the life of the noted black hair care entrepreneur, Sarah Spencer Washington, who happens to be a relative of mine. Now, this is a documentary, a short documentary, that I have actually been working on for over eight years, but I am proud to say that this documentary has been fulfilling not only emotionally, but fulfilling in the fact that it's been such a well-received uh, film in film festivals across the country and in other parts of the world, such as France and uh, Berlin. So in other words, you, you've taken this to the global level. Forget local, regional, or national. You've gone international and globally. So they are part of the journey, no kidding. Of making art and getting the word out there. So I agree. Speaking uh, of getting the word out there, Sarah Spencer Washington was very good at self-promotion. She started her product called Apex Hair Care, Hair Care Product Door to Door in Atlantic City around 1913. And she was so good at selling these products door to door that by 1919 she was able to get a patent for hair curling. So not uh, hair straightening, which her predecessors, Madam C.J. Walker and Annie Turbo Malone of Poro were able to do. Sarah Spencer Washington was noted for her hair curling techniques. I love it. So <clears throat> she was able to uh, parlay that into a news company called Apex Hair and News Company, which was a magazine which was basically for the trade for sales agents and beauticians. So these were distributed in her 11 beauty salons across America, in basically in the um, black communities. And she had schools in Atlanta, in Richmond, in Baltimore, in Atlantic City, in Philadelphia. In Newark, in Brooklyn. <laughs> But her agents were able to start their own businesses with interest-free loans that she gave them. So they, you could have, you could live in, for instance, Puerto Rico, and open your own salon using the Apex products with a degree that you got from Sarah Spencer Washington. You needed to get the, her degree in cosmetology to be able to use her products and, and become licensed. But there were, I should say, salons in in Cuba and in the other uh, Caribbean communities. So she was really good at outreach to the community and not just in America, but, but worldwide. See, so you're shedding new light on uh, a, a female African-American entrepreneur that craft was so good and it was so tight and honed that she could get business outside of America. That's phenomenal. Well, well th this is indeed true, but... The main gist of this story is that she was a woman. Right, exactly, an African-American woman. <laughs> in, you know, and in America, post-World War One, and during the Depression. So, and the 
fact that she was a black woman that was giving back to the community makes her all that more remarkable. I mean, during the Depression, nobody had jobs, and she was giving jobs to women, and not just menial jobs, but jobs where they could become self-sufficient and start their own companies. And whether they wanted to become beauticians or owners of salon or just get a degree uh, to, to take it to the next level. Perhaps they wanted to be chem- chemists. You know, perhaps they just wanted to be businesswomen. Perhaps they wanted to start a school of their own. She was giving uh, all of these women such an opportunity, which is why I, her company was so successful, not just in America, but worldwide. And this is a story that resonates today because women are still, I hate to say it, but are not paid as much as men today. You're so, absolutely um, on point. I'm, I'm all for women's equality, and especially um, uh, minority women. So Amen, brother. That's why yes. This story has to be told, and that's why it resonates. Okay, and so uh, all of these are just so compelling and on point and timely. How long is your uh, your film? My film is half an hour, which um, is not too long. And I find that most people's attention spans uh, <laughs> after an hour, you know, you can tell so much about a person. But after, you know, half an hour is great because I really want to get this word out to to the youth of today. You right, know, I want right school kids to learn from their examples, learn from her example, I should say. And this is the perfect length um, for for kids to be able to sit back for, uh, unplug their phones for half an hour and learn something about their history and and be inspired and to want to, and to know that they too can become Do, successful yes. by their own, you know, by their own hard work. And and not only that, some of them may be so moved by your, your short historical documentary that they may want to go out and do some additional research on Madam Sarah Spencer Washington and who knows what they could uncover that is not in the film or that you are still working on yourself. That, that would be great. I am always open to uh, more information about Sarah Spencer Washington and APEC because right now I am in the process of writing a screenplay about the life of Sarah Spencer Washington and in Atlantic City as it were. So I'm always looking for collaborators, people to work with, and they can reach me at the website for the film, which is www.sswmovie.com. That's uh, for sarahspencerwashingtonmovie.com. That is wonderful, and you know we're going to promote this on our various social media platforms and Please count Nanny Jack and Company in as some form of a contributor, collaborator, or consultant on your larger effort because we do have a collection of uh, rare uh, Sarah Spencer Washington content and I'm always researching and coming up with interconnections that just excite the public. Well, that would be lovely. (laughs) I am, like I said, I'm looking for collaborators and as a matter of fact, uh, I have have to make a call to the museum in D.C., the Smithsonian. They're interested in my Apex collection, so we're trying to gather a bunch of people with Apex memorabilia and perhaps get a Sarah Spencer Washington Apex exhibit mounted in the museum there in D.C. So if anybody has, anybody such as you, Philip, with your Nanny Jack and Co. Ephemera want to reach out to us and perhaps we can collaborate and give them a bunch of ephemera pertaining to Apex and to Sarah Spencer Washington and let's let's make this happen. I think that's fabulous and also I gotta put a shout out in that uh, I understand recently you just received the Best Documentary Short Historical 2018 Baltimore International Film Festival Award? I just found that out <laughs> on Sunday and I am 
believe this punch. Congratulations. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, so <laughs> it was nice to, see, to be recognized in my hometown. And I also understand that the Baltimore Magazine did a lovely online piece uh, with regard to your efforts? The uh, Baltimore Magazine did a lovely online piece, as well as the Baltimore Sun. So I had two uh, articles come out in one week, which was... Just amazing. That's attributed to your important uh, and quality work. In addition, I was able to connect you to someone. You want to briefly talk about that connection? Mr. Carter. Yeah, John, John Carter. Carter. Yes, yes. Uh, in Baltimore, he and his wife came to the screening at the Baltimore International Black Film Festival. And it turns out that his father was the mortician for Sarah Spencer Washington. So he apparently has photographs and a bunch of um, papers reta- uh, pertaining to her life, and um, they have, in fact, invited me to their house uh, for dinner, <laughs> so I can view what they have, and we can perhaps uh, collaborate on something in, in the near future. Mm-hmm. He was apparently named as her godson, I believe. I've known that story for years, so when we connected, I could not wait to be the conduit or the bridge or the stone that got you across the road or whatever to connect you to John Carter because I've been telling him uh, how important uh, that family connection was. So I'm just so thankful to have met you and that we can do this exciting podcast and that we will be able to uh, work together in the near future. Yes, I am very much looking forward to it. And as a matter of fact, I'm headed down to Atlantic City in a few hours for the Al Gold Memorial Lecture Series, where uh, the documentary is screening at the new Stockton University campus, and I'm going to be on a panel with Wendell White, uh, the uh, professor of photography there at Stockton, and Vicki Gold-Levy, who is a noted Atlantic City historian, and she is the woman who actually got me started on this whole project about Sarah Spencer Washington. She was, she told me about how Sarah Spencer Washington was going to be indoctrinated into the Atlantic County Women's Hall of Fame, and she wanted me to come down to receive the award, and when I couldn't, my brother and sister, I should say, went in my stead, and but she reached out to me, heard that I was a filmmaker, and was like, Royston, this is a great story that needs to be told, Yes, yes. I really owe uh, a lot of hearty, heartfelt thanks to to, uh, Vicki Goldlevy for getting this the Sarah Spencer Washington story off of the ground and, and getting uh, me off of my off of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, two two things. One, it's almost as if you've come full circle. Number two, I, I think the more people learn about the legacy of Sarah Spencer Washington, the more empowered they will be to want to support you, work with you, share your your story because it is a undervalued, underreported story that resonates so well with today's populations. Well, like I said, I'm open to uh, talking to anybody, so anybody can reach out to me via the website, and let's take this thing a step farther. I, I love that. Now, let me put in another plug for you, please. The Stockton University Atlantic City Campus, October the 16th at 2018 at 3 p.m. You will be in the Fannie Lou Hamer event room under the Al Gold Memorial Lecture Series. That's correct? That is correct. And I'm looking forward to it. And you're going to sit there with uh, my fellow colleague, Wendell White, who in his own right is doing great work 
across the country and the globe. And what I really love about your work is that A, it's tied into your family, so you're uplifting your own family, but B, you're lifting up the African-American female community, and then C, the African-American entrepreneurial community. So often we hear about the same significant players over and over again. Yes, I'm in love with Madam C.J. Walker and her work. Yes, I'm in love with Annie Turnbow Malone and her work at Poro Beauty College. And now you are putting Sarah Spencer Washington right there in that conversation where she belonged all along. So I just want to professionally, personally, Thank you. Long distance. Uh, again, all of our communications have been electronically. And uh, I, I do look forward to uh, a face to face at some point in the future. And I got to put a plug in from one of your other family members that played a role in this story. Would you like to shout the, the legacy out or would you like for me to? Okay, thank you, Royston. Uh, the Gosnell family name, G-O-S-N-E-L-L, has played a role in this story. And so often when it comes to celebrating, we don't spread the wealth, so to speak. We just give it to one line of the family or one name. But this name is very, very important in this story. And how is the Gosnell family connected to you? Uh, well, he was my, my grandfather, so, and he worked with... Um It really, it really has. For, 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 excuse me for inter- interrupting. For all the family members that think that their family uh, hasn't done anything, you're sitting in what would be the catbird seat or, as the old folks say, in high cotton because your family is just crawling with significance. <laughs> well, I think everybody's family has somebody that has done something remarkable, and researching this thing, these things are... Quite a rewarding thing to do. So I urge anybody to check into your family history, do the research, ask the old folks uh, stories about their past and the members of the, your family, and you'd, you'd be surprised what what you can find out. And you know, who knows? You might be inspired to make a documentary of your own. It's not impossible because I did it uh, on my own, working in a restaurant, waiting tables and bartending. Uh, to, to fund this whole project myself. And, and I love the name of your company, Real Cheap Film. You could not have a more appropriate uh, title for your company <laughs> than Real Cheap Film. That was clever. <laughs> clever and brilliant. Um, let me segue back to the Gosnell. I first fell in love with William Gosnell because he was a 1927 Lincoln University graduate. And, and that in itself w- was quite a feat because to this day, most folks are aware of Thurgood Marshall coming out of Lincoln or Clarence Mitchell or Langston Hughes, but Gosnell has been under-recognized. So in our work as a consultant with Lincoln University on a NEH National Endowment for Humanities grant, what person do you think we played a role in trying to bring to light? <laughs> William, yeah, let you guess. William I. Gosnell and... He worked closely with Thurgood Marshall on the groundbreaking pioneering Brown v. Board case in 1954. 
So look at that. You have two Baltimore African-American lawyers that were living in Old West Baltimore that matriculated at Lincoln University handling a case that changed the face of education in America. And little do you know, and I can't wait to show you in person, we have letters and receipts from uh, Gosnell when he partnered with Dallas Nichols. So the firm was uh, Gosnell and Nichols. Oh, really? Yes. Wow, I would, like to, I would love to see that. And, and we even have a photograph of one of the other Gosnells who was an educator in the Baltimore City school system. Wow. And, no, yeah, uh, wait, wait a minute, I got one more surprise. Was, Go ahead. Go. shipping on my family. Uh, my family is Well, with that said, I'm, I'm trying to surprise you with a descendant that I'm trying to track down. With, but she helped to turn me on to the Gosnell family because she was doing some genealogical research as early as 2005. Oh, wow. And I know if I can get a colleague to connect me to this person that she would love to talk to you and meet you. <laughs> Yes, yes, we do. So I have, I have one more thing. Inside one of the boxes of some uh, antiseptic ointment from Apex, there's a lovely flyer, two-sided flyer, that says improve your appearances by using these. Have you, have you seen that? Uh, the flyer, I have not. No, I have a bunch of promotional uh, items from Apex. When my mother passed away, I, I found a bunch of Apex ephemera in the basement of, a, of her home, uh, which included Okay, so uh, as we wrap this up, I wanted to just tease you with this. In this two-page, a two-sided flyer, it says, improve your appearances by using these. It's Apex Glossentina. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's scalp cream. There is skin bleach. There is pimento. There is face creams. There is pomade and sulfur. There is face powder. There's rose oil. There's a special hair pomade. Yeah, I, she had over 109 products down and that, that's amazing. And so there's beauty soap. There is uh, medicated skin cream, deodorant soap. That one of my favorites is coconut oil shampoo. I'm like, really? Man, she was, she was, she was on it. And then tar oil, that's bubble bath. So this lady had you covered from head to toe uh, with, with and all. she also has household cleaning products as well. Yeah. Okay. See th this. So I'm done. I'm done. So I, I just I just have to say that if you don't know about Sarah Spencer Washington, please go to the website. Could you repeat your website again, Worston? The website is www.swmovie.com. Okay, go to that site. Go to his Facebook page. Go to our artifactualjourney.com. Go to my page, Philip J. Merrill, on Facebook, on Twitter. We will be continuing to promote the wonderful legacy of Sarah Spencer Washington and the great work that 
Royston Scott, director, writer, actor, designer, film producer, and friend will be uh, doing as he moves across the country. So I'd like to thank you for squeezing us in with regard to your busy schedule. Best of luck on the 16th in Atlantic City at Stockton University, Atlantic City campus. And I know you will wow the audience and more good things will come out of the great work you're doing. Philip, I want to say this is indeed an honor and a pleasure. So So thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. And I look forward to meeting you in person. Thank you and safe travels, my friend.